Welcome to Side Talks. It's a podcast. We talk about the movies. You want you want to talk about those movies? I don't see why not. All right, let's do it. For over one million years, Rachel and Corey have talked. And now they share with you one of the greatest accomplishments of all time. Their list of the top 200 films. So we're back with the latest installment. Another eight films in our top 200 lists. We're chugging through them. Yeah, we are almost you it's know, nuts. three quarters of the way through this thing. Man, oh man, it's getting hot now, y'all. So we're going to take numbers 56 through 49 on our list today. I'm going to start us. All right. Please, please do. Number 56, Leo McCary's Make Way for Tomorrow. A wonderful, devastatingly sad melodrama um, from, I think, 1937. Leo McCary that year won Best Director for a movie called The Awful Truth, another movie I love a lot. Yeah. Um, that will show up on my list a little later. Spoiler alert. Um, but when he accepted the Oscar, he said, I won this for the wrong picture. And indeed, Damn. Make Way for Tomorrow um, has only recently been sort of reclaimed and acknowledged as, as again, the devastating work of cinema that it is. Uh, Ozu's Tokyo Story, loosely based on this movie. And even yeah. uh, no greater authority than Orson Welles said of the film, it could make a stone cry. And I hmm. think that's true. Wow. Well, a couple of docs are coming up for me. So my 56 is from Errol Morris, the one and only tabloid. Oh, tabloid's so good. What a crazy story, right? Well, the thing about tabloid is Errol Morris is kind of known for some wild docs and some crazy, crazy stories. And this is one where you go, man, this is crazy. And then you're like, holy shit. Wait, what do you mean? This same person is did this and this and this? It just kind of ratchets up ratchets up if you have not seen tabloid of all the things on my list that i would be feel confident that you would enjoy seeing that is this is probably it yeah it's great uh number 55 is edgar wright's sean of the dead yeah the uh as he put it rom zom com the zombie romantic comedy with edgar uh with simon Pegg and nick frost kind of introduced that trio to american audiences it's hilarious it's scary it's got a ton of great gore in it and so many amazing gags you can't believe it yeah well i can't argue with it number 55 on my list is you know what do i like movies you bet your ass i do Uh oh. you know where i'm going with this i think so i got the accent wrong though this is the kid stays in this the picture. This is the kid stays in the picture. All right. One of the greatest documentaries about filmmaking ever, ever, ever. Yeah. And Robert, of course, Robert Evans being just an incredible, strange, odd bird, but very interesting to be. So interesting. He's so weird. So so strange. And it, I feel like it's such a character piece. And again, nonfiction character piece that you will just never like there's something about his the way he talks and the way he the the words that he says, it will echo in your head once you've seen it for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Cool movie. Number 54 on my list is Wes Anderson's The Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. Put a gun to my head and I'd probably say, oh, this is his masterpiece. 
but he's made so many other movies I might call masterpiece. So it's hard, but boy, do I love this movie. Yeah, it's not it's not up there for me. Um, I like it. I think, we, I think wrong, we've discussed this, on but the I'm, I'm real ten and bombs above it. I'm, I'm got a lot. Anyway, well, let's just say we might be hearing more from Mr. Anderson later I on figured. my list too. I figured, but you know, you gotta love Wes Anderson. You're, you know, you're, a, you're a white dude that likes film. That's you're true. A, I'm required by law. Required, but it's contractually obligated. Yeah. That's how we, what we call it. Um, mine 54. Speaking of white dudes that like film, you are not going to disagree with us. Okay. This is being John Malkovich. I don't disagree with this. Uh, no. I think it previously appeared on my list as it well. It did. It did. Uh, I, so I won't say too much about it. It is a wacky, original, strange, creative, unique, where the fuck did this thing come from kind of film. Honestly, hard to believe it exists. Really, it is. It is. Number 53 for me is Asghar Farhadi's A Separation. An Iranian yeah. movie from 2011 yeah. um, that's one of the most compellingly written dramas of the past decade or so. Uh, he's a great filmmaker. He's got another movie coming out this year that just premiered at Cannes. He hasn't quite topped a separation by my estimation, but boy, is he great. Yeah. Well, you're not going to argue with my 50, number 53. Corey, come get your boys. Uh-oh. Blood simple. Oh, I don't disagree with this at all man it's a great movie hey i've talked about it before on the podcast so i won't i won't go on too long about it but boy could i uh i think every coen brothers movie but blood simple is on my top 200 i don't know why <laughs> i mean blood simple could be on there they are uh again as, as i i'm pretty sure i've said my favorite filmmakers so yeah, yeah, no yeah. blood simple is definitely on my list never mind okay, it was, was at 135 pretty, for me it's pretty exceptional uh yeah great movie great filmmakers and um, great example of again a lot of these on my list what you can do with a little bit of oh, a budget totally. this is a tiny little shoestring of a budget oh it's but it looks so it's good more, still it it's, looks so good but also when you write something this fucking good yeah it's hard for it not to yeah to be good you're right you're right great movie great film uh, number 52, um, I think people have heard of this one. It's called Raiders of the Lost Ark, directed oh, by sleeper. Steven Spielberg. Uh, I, I mentioned it, I think, on a, a recent episode when I watched it. Again, recently on 4K UHD Blu-ray. Not a big deal, humble brag. Uh, but it's one of the most uh, purely entertaining movies ever made. Yeah, it is. It's a classic. Man, oh man. When that thing hit the theaters. Anyway, uh, we'll never have days like that again. It's just they're gone forever. Uh, but my fifty number 52, once again, Corey, come get your boys. Uh-oh. This is uh, No Country for Old Men. Hey, great movie. Turns out pretty darn good and a very controversial ending. I don't actually know where I land. I know where you land. I yep. know you, you embrace Love it strongly. It. Brilliant. Uh, it was a bit of a shocker for me when I saw it, and, and, I, and that's – unusual for me but you don't think's good you don't anticipate movies to to resolve themselves with all violence happening off screen followed by an old man talking about his dream no i don't it took me it 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 got me i don't hate it but i don't love it and i i'm a little bit ambivalent which is which most people fall on one side so i kind of am proudly ambivalent well that's fair i think it's a master master stroke a masterpiece i hear that great movie also one of the greatest villains ever to grace the screen yep 
Uh, number 51 for me, <laughs> we're going back to um, blockbuster territory. It's it's Ghostbusters. I, okay. I am that basic. Okay. I love Ghostbusters. Okay. I think it's hilarious. Um, I, I love all the little monsters and ghosts and all the special effects and the hilarious uh, antics from Bill Murray and, and Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. I mean, I am who I am. I'm a simple man. I have simple tastes. Those tastes include ghost busting. Mm, um, it was built for you. It, it really was. It was built. It was built for grown men to continue to buy, you know, Dickie's jumpsuits and iron patches on them. All right. It was built that way. I'm not saying you do that. I'm simply saying that I know, you know, people who do and that, we literally did that for the Sidewalk <laughs> Awards show a couple of years Guilty. ago. Guilty. Uh, moving right along. <laughs> um, what are we, 51 right now? Uh, yeah. My f- number 51. Again, I just keep calling out, come get your boy. Oh, my God. This one is uh, The Life Aquatic. Yeah. It's a great film. It is it's a, a great, great film. film. It's a great film. And f- the cast is just nuts, bonkers, yep. and everything else. Number 50. You're going to have to come get your boy, Uh-oh. Quentin Tarantino, oh. who you love famously. I don't want to come get that boy. Um, I want to leave that boy to die in the I, desert. But I do think you like this movie. And that movie, of course, is Jackie Brown. I do like Jackie Brown a lot. I like a lot of what Tarantino does. I just need him to go away. <laughs> uh, I was once sitting at that uh, at Lafitte's uh-huh. on, on Bourbon Street having a drink. And I looked to my left and there's a fucking picture of Tarantino in the same booth I'm sitting in. I'm like, just go away. Go away, B. Anyway, um, that's not why we're here to discuss my swatting away of Tarantino, who annoys the fuck out of me. It is for me to tell you my number 50 is. This is the one and only time that you're going to see this little bastard on my list. <laughs> but more, you'll see it more on yours, and that is uh, Mr. Peter Jackson. Oh. Mr. Hobbit Jackson. Uh-huh. Peter Hobbit Jackson. This is the Heavenly Creatures. This movie is so good. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's the best. It's the best. Yeah. It's great. It's the best. Well, I mean, it's number 50 best, but yeah. Yeah, but you know. Uh, and we're going to close things out with my number 49, Harold Lloyd, uh, the great comic, um, the silent comic star. This is my favorite movie of his, The Freshman. Oh, cool. Um, it's kind of the prototypical college comedy from yeah. you know the 1920s uh, about a dork who goes to college thinking he'll be the big man on campus and he wants to play varsity football. And, of course, mishaps and mayhem ensue. Yeah. Um, he has to learn a valuable lesson about being himself. Huh. Um, I, look, it's the it's the college movie from which all other college movies uh, were born, but it's still probably the funniest. Yeah. Okay. Well, <sighs> I hear you. What number are we on again? 49. This okay. is the final one. This is one. it. Well... My number 49 is a weird little bitch of a movie. Uh huh. Strange, otherworldly, really caught my eye. Uh, amazing performances, uh, one of which by, from Laura Dern, the other from Diane Ladd, her mother, who oh, plays her mother. I know. This is the one, the only, Wild at Heart. Yeah. Talk about Come Get Your Boy. I know. I know. I left it out because I had done it too much. Oh, my God. But certainly, I, I just, I, I put all your boys in like one little row you here. You did. You, this is like, this is like the, the Corey Craft uh, little, uh, little part of your list. And I imagine is. we'll get back to, to regular programming oh, shortly. We will. We will. Spoiler alert, but. Yeah, we will. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I won't say anything else. But yeah, that's um, that's where we landed here. And we're making our way through. And as you can hear, man, there's some great stuff hitting this list now, for sure. Yeah, we're really getting down to it. Send us your thoughts, your favorite movies to podcast at SidewalkFest.com.
And now, fast film terms. Whoop. That was really fast. Because it's a fast film term. Okay, we just, let's... I caught it, though. Oh, good. Corey, you know what a gate is? Well, it's a barrier that you can open um, yeah. and shut. It's also a film called The Gate. But oh, in this yeah. instance... Stephen Dorff. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Dorff. Um, and he's not just in Britney Spears videos. He's also in movies. Um, this is a... a Gate in, ter- in a film to- in the film world. Okay, okay? and so it's a, a film gate refers to the rectangular opening of a film. Uh huh. Okay. Oh, excuse me. Of a film a, camera. A film camera. 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 Into where, which where, you... where light enters. Okay. I gotcha. And so you hear oftentimes what you hear here is check the gate. Check the gate. And part of the reason why you would check the gate, do you know, on a on a traditional film camera? Well, you would want to prevent the film stock from being exposed to light. No, it's actually that film. We're going back to the day, and again, not uh-huh. that nobody shoots with film. People certainly still shoot with film, but it is more likely that you would be shooting with, not maybe not more likely, but more and more people are shooting with digital. Sure. Where there's a lack of a physical aspect. Right. But film has a physical aspect. And so film can get dirt and crap and I debris see. and all kinds of stuff in the gate, which would then damage and scratch the film. You can Got physically it. see that on some sure. film. Sure. Yeah, of course. And so checking the gate means that there's not a bunch of you know rubble or, or debris or. Oh, you're making sure the film stock is properly threaded, that it's clear of any, you know, debris and things like that. I see. Okay. And so you usually have an assistant director calling. Could you check the gate? And you would hear somebody hopefully say that the gate is clean and you move on. Now, check the gate has come and evolved in the digital world to mean roll back what we just shot on the monitor a little bit. Let's make sure everything looks good that we just shot. Yeah. And so you can sometimes hear that today being in that way referenced check the gate, meaning something a little bit different when you're shooting digitally rather than on, on a traditional film camera with actual film stock. Okay. Well, but that makes sense. That's where that comes from. Yeah. And then the other one I have is um, hitting the mark. Hitting a mark. Do you know so, what it means for an actor to hit a mark? I do. Um, so, you know, on stage or on screen, um, actors have to be positioned in certain places. Uh, and those are usually indicated, you know, during rehearsals on stage by a literal mark on stage. You know, the actor during the rehearsal process finds their mark. Um, in in film terms, it is where they need to be positioned in the frame um, uh, to deliver their performance. Yeah. And generally speaking, they're going to land there and they're going to do something. They're going to say a line or have some kind of you know movement or what have you. Uh, but yeah, when you hear uh, somebody miss their mark, you know what that means too. Means that they didn't pay attention to and, what the director told them, or they just, you know, were doing too much cocaine that day. Which McConaughey, it happens. Anyway, wow, that that's potentially libelous. We don't act- allegedly, allegedly. He'd be like, I understand, I get it. This is the worst McConaughey anybody's ever. Plus, done. that's not his drug of choice. I think we all. I know think that. it was at one point in time, but now he's allegedly, doing, as were as were women once. But anyway, we'll keep moving. That was fast film terms. We'll see you. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Side Talks. We're on personal, cinematic, Turner and Hooch. Hey, all right. <laughs> uh, I assume that you are watching the new Disney Plus series uh, that's sort of like a sequel to the to the movie. I'm not, I didn't even know about it. I just, I don't know where it came from. But you know what? I'd rather be Hooch than Tom Hanks. Oh, my God. Anyway, all thank right. you, Boutwell Studios. We love you very much. Sidewalkfest.com is where you can find all the information about the Sidewalk Film Festival and what's playing at the Sidewalk Cinema, which I believe at this moment is probably Val and Pig still. Val and Pig. 
Val's good. Pig is great. I just wanted two films that both just had three letters yeah. in the title, and that's what we did. Might as well. Also, programming at its best. Corey. That's that's ter- it's a terrific job. Um, also, check us out on social media at Sidewalk Film on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Bye, bitches. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise. <laughs>